0: You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team.
1: Hey, Sam Hauser. I'm Joe O'Neill. As promised, Evan Cohen, one of the uh, crew on on Sportsmanlike. You hear every uh, Monday through Friday between 6 and 10 a.m. He's joining us on the Daniels, Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. Uh, So, Evan, we're going to get into a bunch of different things, but uh, Sam Hauser, Rave Reviews here in New Mexico, and you knew Sam Hauser before he was Sam Hauser. Evan, tell us how you and Sam go so many years back, buddy. Well, Sam and I uh,
2: got connected, I actually want to say, in Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken, and we realized we both had Florida ties and Sam had worked in South Florida, and I had worked, uh, geez, I think from 03, well, 03 through really 2020, 2021, in South Florida, both living there and then working there from afar. I did a show from New York, uh, living in New York, Joe, uh, in, in South Florida, but um, yeah, we've known each other for a few years now, and we have that, that state of Florida connection. I believe, Sam, Worked Miami Heat broadcast back in the day, if I'm not mistaken. Sam, correct me on this. No, and that, I am that a is huge, correct. I am a huge Heat fan, so uh, we have that tie in together. That, and I'm glad to hear that Sam is doing very well there. That's awesome.
0: 760 in West Palm, 790 in Miami. Yeah, I know you always love to hear this. This Evan as you know, people who listen to you as kids, but that's really where this, how far back this goes. I, I mean, when I was first dr- oh able to drive myself to to high school. We we'll Turn on 760, and there was Evan Cohen, you, and Jeremy Marks-Pelts and company, and you guys having a good old time down there in West Palm, Evan.
2: Wow, I do feel old. You didn't I, just do that to me, did you? I, that just happened here. <laughs> wow, I really do feel... I'm not... Like, this is the thing that's happening to me. I've realized this. Like, I am now the old guy. Like, I always was the... I was always, for so much of my career, Sam... I was, like, the young guy. I was up and coming, and, like, I was going to make myself into something. And now I'm the old guy. Joe, I don't know. I don't know
1: how this has happened to me, but it's happened to me. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate that. Got you. <laughs> hey, welcome to the club, Evan. I and I've got you by a number of years. We're talking with Evan Cohen. You hear him every morning on Unsportsmanlike. So uh, along the uh, the lines of your career, uh, you were with Sirius XM Mad Dog Sports Radio before you came back uh, to ESPN. Um, what was behind? You know what was going to go down with Unsportsmanlike? Everything from the name. Uh, Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman this crew uh, because you know, after a couple of uh, years of musical chairs, uh, you guys are getting it right in morning drive at the national level, uh, level Evan
2: all right, Joe, I appreciate that, so basically um, I'm from New York originally, I went to University of Wisconsin, all I ever wanted to do was what we all do, the three of us do sports talk radio, I never really had interest in doing anything else I went to school for it. I had the internships for it. I worked, like you, Joe, on all sides of it, right? So people listening in and around Albuquerque right now have to understand that if you're going to make it in the business we're in, it's not just the hours we're on the air, right? A lot of people, I'm sure, say to you guys, oh, you have the best job in the world. You just talk for two or three hours every day. And we do, but there are 21 other hours in the day that we have to make a station run, right? So when I was in West Palm, when Sam mentioned that, It was a lot of the other stuff, too, the sales, the management, everything to kind of make the station run. And when you have that kind of experience, you have a better opportunity, in my opinion, to move up the food chain. And I got noticed. I was very fortunate to get noticed while I was in West Palm by SiriusXM. I spent 12 years hosting in the mornings on Mad Dog Sports Radio while also hosting in West Palm um, simultaneously, and then... Over the summer and into the fall, I got a call from ESPN that they were making some moves on their radio lineup, and I was fortunate enough to get the call, and Chris Canty, who I did not know, you know personally prior, obviously I know who he is, 11-year NFL player for the Cowboys, and I know you guys have the Cowboys' rights uh, on your station, and Correct. the Ravens a- and, the, um, and the Giants, so I knew of him, and I had listened to him before, but not no relationship. He was moving up the food chain at ESPN. Why? He worked his butt off. He's the most prepared guy you'll ever hear in your life. And there was an opportunity for another person in the mix. And I know I personally, when that opening was there and they said to me, are you interested? And they said, we have one other opening. I suggested Michelle Smallman. And it was an easy one. And they said to me, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's the one. And I said, oh, okay, good. We're all on the same page. Because Michelle is like, is like the rest of us. It's like the two of you. Right? She came up. She was a radio producer in St. Louis, then became a radio producer on the national level of ESPN Radio, then went back to St. Louis as a host, and now back to ESPN as a host. Like, she, in my, I don't, I'm not trying to judge others, but boy, did Michelle come up the right way. Like, she was just phenomenal in the way she came up, he came up the right way of like, okay, what can I do? Weekend work. He was in New York. He went to L.A. He's doing whatever he can do to work his way up. Got a five-day week show at 98.7 in New York. the ESPN radio station there. And then got nationals in the afternoon and then moved up to the morning show. And it just kind of evolved in a way of like, we're radio people on the radio, which may sound ridiculous to people listening right now, but that's the most important thing. When Joe and Sam are on the radio every day, these are radio people on the radio. And sometimes, in our industry, when non-radio people try to do what we do, it's not that easy. If a doctor tried to become a lawyer and a lawyer became a doctor, I know that sounds crazy, but why would that be similar? It is. You guys know, if a TV person, if a writer wants to do radio, or if a radio person wants to do writing, it's not the same skill set all the time.
1: No. And uh, along with... The prep and, you know, the pain of the dues, uh, Evan, to be part of that crew in the morning, you've got to have a sense of humor and you've got to have some self-deprecation because that's part of the deal. Uh, You guys have a lot of fun with each other and rib each other. You're a lot of, you know, the butt of a lot of jokes, but, hey, that's what's making the show successful, Evan. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, like, one of the things, Joe, that I learned
2: a few years back and it really changed my radio career is that we are talking to sports fans every day and sports fans don't care exclusively about sports every day. So what happens in my head, just to use your market, people are going to see the Lobos and coach Patino play, but guess what? They're with family. They're friends. They're, they're going out to eat beforehand. All right. Who's, who's buying food? What are we getting? Are we going out before him? we going out afterwards? If they win, oh, we got school the next day. We got kids. People have lives. People care about things outside of sports or in and around, or as they're in and around sports. And so when I understood that is I think when my personal career changed, and I think all of us on our show understand that, and that's when you hear the ribbing on each other. Like today we literally got into a whole thing about why would anyone climb Mount Everest? Right? That's not a hardcore sports conversation, but guess what? People are going to see college basketball. What is your team? 20 and 6 right now? Right? Like a 20 and 6 basketball team? They may sit there and in between the first and second half, Say, hey! Did you hear these idiots are climbing Mount Everest right now? Like, and have a regular conversation like that, and we try to do that every morning on the air and on Sports
1: Tonight. You hit it right on the nose, Coach Richard Pitino and the Lobos. Twenty and six—a huge game tomorrow night as uh, we host Colorado State. Lobos host Colorado State. So uh, obviously, the the Lobos, uh, you know, had been in some. Spots There uh, where some national television audience and, you know, the name Patino, obviously, uh, as big as it is in college basketball. Uh, people back there are, are keeping an eye on this Lobo Hoops team, aren't they, Evan? Yeah, and I think that,
2: you know, the Patino name has been in the news the last couple of days for a different kind of reason. Obviously, as Rick Patino annihilated his own team in the conversation. But I think this is the time of year where people get noticed, right? Like, let's be honest. College basketball nationally is not what it once was. It's just not. It's more of a regional and local sport. So if you're in that market like you guys are, and your team is doing really well like they are, and you have a main coach like you do, you pay attention on a regular basis. Nationally, we start to pay attention to Mountain West or any of these teams, you know, in March. So we're not there yet, but we'll get this.
0: He's Evan Cohen, you hear him weekday mornings on Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Something else you guys were talking about this morning was some of the comments that came out from Giannis about how I don't watch basketball or I don't talk about basketball at home, and and I feel like we jumped right to this place of Kyler Murray playing video games or Johnny Manziel saying he doesn't watch film, like... Where is where is that as far as your interest level, Evan? In, in looking at these guys as people and saying if Giannis doesn't want to go home and talk about basketball, but he goes on the floor and wins a championship, like that's that's okay. If anything, maybe it's refreshing.
2: Yeah, I think there's a part of that. There's no question. My takeaway on this, when you have athletes say this, is of course it's real life, right? They're not fo- I just said like sports fans don't focus on sports twenty four seven. I don't know that I want to hear it, though. Sam. I think that's the thing. Like, if I came on your show right now and said, yeah, you know, I'm not a big radio guy. Well, why (laughs) do you want to listen to me on the radio? (laughs) Ah, You know, Michelle, Chris, and I, we don't love radio. We're not into the audio medium.
1: Like, what? Hey, but if you go into Marconi.
2: Yeah, I mean, okay, but... They're not going to win a
1: Marconi, Sam. I'm with you, Evan. Come on, Sam. I mean, Giannis saying he's not into hoop. I mean, if he isn't, Evan, just zip it, right? Well, I think this is the thing. I think Giannis
2: was kind of a little tongue-in-cheek on that because I don't actually believe that in full with him. The guy I do believe that with, as part of that conversation on Sportsman like this morning, was this guy, Anthony Rendon, Who's on the on the Angels? Okay, so he's an infielder on the Angels. Um, and I know you guys are a Dodgers station, so I'm sorry to bring up the Angels here, but the guy so actually the came out, and the, the guy actually came out and said that baseball is not really a pro- top priority for me. <laughs> what? What? You're, 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 you're part of a seven year, $245 million contract as part of this, this thing with this team. Like, maybe just keep that to yourself. And I get it. Cam, your counter is going to be, well, he doesn't like baseball and he actually still won a world series with the Nationals a few years ago. Like, I get it. I get it. You're not wrong about this. I just, like, people like Joe and I, who are old in this case, we don't want to hear you tell us. In essence, you really don't love your profession. Just you know what, keep that to yourself
0: if you could. Well, see, I wouldn't loop. I wouldn't loop the two of them in together, Anthony Rendon. Nobody wants to be on Team Anthony Rendon. There's a difference between I don't like playing that much, or you know, I play basketball and then I don't want to go home and talk about basketball. There's there's a difference there, but I do see what you're. You know, if 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 I was a Bucks fan, I probably wouldn't want to hear that either. But I got to get in the middle here. I got to be the boxing referee for a second, Evan, because we played this clip before we brought you on. Back in September, Eagles-Vikings game, Justin Jefferson with the fumble out of the back of the end zone, you came on on like the next morning, said it was the dumbest rule in sports if the defense doesn't touch the ball, and Big Joe over here said, uh, I I got some words for Evan Cohen, and then completely took the opposite side of your take here. So I got to be the boxing referee that sticks the arm down the middle and says you two go at it now.
1: All right. So Evan, you think it's you you think it's ridiculous the rule when guys fumble while they're trying to stretch the ball into the end zone for the other team to get the ball. Is that still correct Evan or have you changed your side on that?
2: So, so here's what it is. So basically, if a player is on offense and they fumble the ball at the one-yard line, let's say they're at the one, okay. right? They fumble it forward out of the end zone. The defense then gets possession. Their offense obviously comes on the field at the 20 or 25-yard line, whatever it is. Yeah, I think that rule is ridiculous because it does not apply to any other yard line on the field and... I also believe that it should revert back to a spot foul that either you get the ball at where you started, if it's outside the 20-yard line, or if it's inside the 20-yard line, you go back to the 20-yard line. So let's play this out. Let's say I have the ball. It's first and goal at the five-yard line. I I hand it off. The running back is at the one-yard line. He fumbles it forward out of the end zone. To me, it should then be second and goal from the 20-yard line. Let's say the same scenario, first and 10 from the 30-yard line. I'm throwing a pass, receiver catches it, he's running towards the end zone, he fumbles it forward out of the end zone. I believe it should, in essence, be an incompletion at that point, and we're reverting back to second and 10 at the 30-yard line.
1: You know, if fumbling the ball, there's consequences, Evan. I, I mean, you know, you're going to have guys stretching it left and right if, if they're still going to maintain possession of the football. I, I'm with you. It is like not that rule any place else on the field, but there's no other place on the field like the goal line and the risk reward comes down to the responsibility of the player to maintain position. Unless it's fourth down, they still got a high uh, chance of scoring by just kind of covering the ball and going down. That's, you know, it's, that's the risk you take if you try to extend. And I think the consequences are in order. Evan, what say you?
2: Okay, so let me ask you a question on this, Jeff. So let's say, um, let's say I'm on offense. Okay. I have the ball at the fifty-yard line. I throw a, it's first and ten. Okay. I throw a pass. It is completed. My receiver runs to the thirty-five-yard line, fumbles it forward, out of bounds at the thirty-four-yard line. Right. What's the penalty?
1: I. It goes back to where he uh, fumbled the ball, right? So he. it, right. it, it, so it right. goes
2: to the. It goes to so him now. It's first and ten from the thirty-five yard line. Correct. What's the consequence? You said that when you fumble, there are consequences. What is the consequence in that? Well, okay. when
1: you fumble and the ball stays in bounds, there. Are, well, okay. You're you're paying me. You, you, I get I get to where you're going here. Uh, the, the but whole, That's not the, the argument. The argument is not whether it stays in bounds. The argument is
2: about when it, in essence, goes out of bounds, or in this case, out of the end zone, which is, in essence, out of bounds. Not in essence, it is out of bounds. So, again, we're not talking about, you're right, if you fumble it in bounds, there are consequences in that the other team can recover that fumble. But if I'm on the 35-yard line and I fumble it forward to the 34-yard line, what? is my consequences if i maintain possession at that 35 yard
1: line i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you i'm going to have to i'm going to have to come th- you know th- think this through a little bit longer because Obviously, you're good at this, Evan. Uh, you know, you're you you kind of painted me into a corner here, and I'm sure your position is very strong. So I I can't think of it an answer to your question off the top of your head. So I'll give you the nod on this little uh, interchange, okay? Here, well, Evan. no, I mean Joe. Your Joe, your overall point makes sense
2: completely. Like, if your your point is, I don't want to reward someone that turns the ball over. I totally understand that. That makes all the sense in the world. The reality is in this specific case, the reason I get agitated by this and call it the worst rule in all of sports, as you mentioned that Sam said up there, is because we're applying different rules based on a yard line. And I understand we do that like, hey, if you cross the goal line, you score points. I understand that those rules are different. If you cross a 35, you don't score points. But relative to fumbling, we are just changing the rules altogether in non-scoring plays.
1: All right. Uh, I'm going to ask you this. I, I, have you uh, seen the information about Jordan Spieth di- being disqualified uh, for signing an incorrect scorecard? Are you up on that uh, by any chance, yeah, Evan?
2: Yeah, I mean, talk about an outdated rule. My God. <laughs>
1: that's what I was going to ask you. you. Do you think that's a ridiculous rule? Or it's it's part of the tradition of the game. It's your responsibility as a golfer uh, to turn in a correct scorecard. Scorecard. A lot of people are saying that's so antiquated. Like you said, everybody knows what he's getting on every single hole. They have digital boards throughout the golf course. So you're on that side of that's ridiculous that somebody would get uh, you know disqualified for something like that, Evan.
2: That is so now. That is Uh-oh. a great counter to me saying it's the worst rule in sports because you just <laughs> gave me one that may be worse. So here's, so let me let me play the semantics game with you guys. All right. Is that a rule? Like, I mean, I know it's a rule, but like, I don't know how to, like, what, is there a better term for that? Like, that is a procedural thing versus a rule, because like, that is when you're done with the round, somehow it is the only sport where you have to keep your own score. Like, could you imagine if in a basketball game, the players have to keep score? Like, what a ridiculous thing. With all the technology we have and all the people that are involved in sports today, we have to have golfers keep their own score? What is this? Can you imagine, like, you know, Sam and I going to uh, the Breakers on Palm Beach Island, near where both of us were for a long period of time, the greatest hotel <laughs> They don't ever. allow me in and there. All, it's, like, it's like we're playing tennis, and I say, all right, 15 love." Can you imagine Serena in a U.S. Open screaming out, 15 loves? What are we doing here? Joe, well done by you. Maybe well that's done we, by you. You may have countered the worst rule in sports, sports with one worse in this Jordan Speech. Maybe that's how well we keep done. the
0: All-Star game interesting
1: is they have to keep their own scores.
2: Well, oh my God. Congratulations. not even count that high.
1: Uh, Oh, my goodness. I wish we had time to to get into all that. Evan, uh, thank you so much. We're going to be hounding you because we're going to get you back on here soon. But in the meantime, everybody can find you here in Albuquerque, 6A to 10A, Monday through Friday on Sportsman Like. Thanks so much for your time, Evan. Thanks for
2: having me. I really appreciate it.
1: All righty, that uh, will do it for this segment. Thanks so much to Evan Cohen joining us here on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. Yeah, when we we're setting this up. He, You know, when we we're emailing him. He's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I know Sam. I've known Sam forever. I'm like, what's up with that, Sam? And obviously, you two guys uh, do go back a ways. All right, much more team talk to come, including the top five. Remember, if you miss any of the segments, including that one with Evan Cohen, you can find it on... 101.7 The Team, our archived area of our website. You can't miss it. He's Sam Hauser and I'm Joe O'Neill. See, team Talk, ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team.